You're listening to Afraid to Ask. This is a podcast where we ask experts your embarrassing or controversial questions so you don't have to. My name is Alison and on this episode we're talking about international students and why we need their opinions, influences and perspectives to advance the society of New Zealand. I'm joined in the discussion by AUT Culture and Society Professor Nigel Hemington, International Operations Manager Joanne Crystal and Vietnamese AUT business student Quinn Nguyen. About halfway through the episode we'll be throwing to Stan on the street who'll be asking the students of AUT what they think about international students and why we need them. If you have a question you're afraid to ask, please send it to us on social media using the hashtag Ask AUT. Let's get to the show. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on first. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to ask. We're going to be talking today about international students, and the basic question is, does New Zealand need international students? So I'm going to start by asking our two guests, um, do we need international students and why do you think that is? Quinn, would you like to begin? Yeah. Um, Can I rephrase your question that why don't you need us? (laughs) Why wouldn't we? (laughs) So just my experience, I I think that um, nothing is perfect. Uh, Actually, everything has pros and cons and how you look at it and uh, just make the best use of it. So for example, in my case that I have a friend in class, he's a Kiwi and he has a business of uh, export honey, New Zealand honey product into Vietnam market. And he knows I'm from Vietnam. He just come to me and say, hey Quinn, can you know any contacts in Vietnam that can help me to export the product into Vietnam market? And we discuss a lot about how how the Vietnam market is totally different versus the New Zealand market. I mean that best utilize the international connections and international network that you have here is really useful for Kiwi businesses. Yeah, that. Good point. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. I, well, I think um, uh, New Zealand absolutely needs international students for a, a number of reasons and not necessarily the, ob- the obvious one. Um, certainly uh, educational institutions like universities uh, need uh, d- different views, different views of the world, um, different perspectives and so as uh, open uh, forward-thinking institutions it's essential that we have people uh, from other cultures, other world views coming to universities uh, so that uh, our Kiwi students can benefit from those different perspectives, uh, from an educational perspective, and that actually gives uh, both international students and uh, New Zealand students a better uh, education, and and also for research, because clearly uh, research moves forward if we have different views and different perspectives. Um, It's no good us just doing the same thing that we've always done, Uh, and certainly international students uh, bring those different views uh, to the institution. I think also there's a positive. There are other positive contributions that, that are made. Uh, obviously, uh, some international students might actually might actually stay in New Zealand uh, and contribute uh, to uh, the labour force, the expertise uh, in the country. Uh, some of them, if they do PhDs, might stay as staff, uh, academic staff, uh, and that's very good because it means we then have a diverse uh, uh, staff. Uh, grouping, which helps uh, both with recruiting international students and giving 
giving uh, students a range of experience and a range of perspectives. And I guess the obvious reason that most people talk about is the finance. Um, and we shouldn't underestimate the role of international students in contributing to New Zealand education financially, because certainly uh, the universities would be much poorer uh, financially if we did not have international students uh, coming. And I think the, uh, the universities, to a certain extent, would be uh, somewhat impoverished, both financially um, and academically, uh, without international students. I read uh, the whole um, international education sector is, is in the billions, four and a half billion, and Absolutely. obviously universities are a big slice of that, so yeah, we wouldn't shy away from it. When you talked about having the different perspectives, are they cultural perspectives, ways of thinking perspectives? What does that, how does that play out mm. for students? Uh, absolutely. I think uh, all, all of those things, there's, there's cultural perspectives, religious perspectives, um, different world views, mm. um, and it's very easy for us not to uh, appreciate uh, where other people from other countries are coming from in terms of their perspectives. Um, certainly when I'm travelling, uh, particularly in Asia, um, I can see a different world view. Um, Vietnam, for example, um, going to Vietnam, um, the, my, my previous impression of Vietnam was coming from things like movies and, and things like that. Um, Vietnam can be very different. Um, it's wonderful to see the people of Vietnam uh, in their country, uh, Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City, both very different cities but different perspectives. Something that really surprised me, for example, um, is that in Vietnam they refer to the American War. Um, which is a different view um, to, you know, I've come from the UK where we always refer to it as the Vietnam War. Different perspectives of the same thing. And I think that's a helpful thing um, to, to realise. Um, I was in China to, uh, last year uh, and I was at uh, the Chinese Leadership Academy and the deputy president was telling me how he was going to become the president in the following year. Uh, and he was saying, uh, I've been trained throughout my life for this role by the Communist Party, you know, so I, am, I have uh, understood this, I've been trained, I know what the role is and so on. He said, I don't understand your system in the West. You have elections. Um, yeah, how do you get uh, professional, qualified people in senior roles? And it's strange for me, I thought, wow, I never thought of it like that before. Um, you know, my views of communism had always been Western views of communism. It showed me a different perspective and I'm thinking, actually, you know, it's a different view. I nearly said, yeah, you're right. Not necessarily right, but there are different systems, different ways of thinking. And actually, if you can understand those, um, it helps, I suppose, us all understand each other better and perhaps move forward with different views. Mm -hmm. So that can be quite confronting, I suppose, including for our students. Um, Quinn, do you, do you find that's a, a good tension to have in a, in a learning environment? Yeah, I, I think so. Actually, I worked in a multinational company uh, named Unilever, uh, an, uh, an FMCG company. So we work with cross nations. Even I, I'm, I'm living in Vietnam, but I, I work with Indonesia, even French, <laughs> Western and, and, and Asian culture is different. And when it comes into uh, business, when you want to show your point of view in the business, it's kind of you need to learn across culture to convince them because different culture will have different convincing point of view. Yeah. So it's 
when I'm um, I chose to study in a different country, different continent, this is quite um, my journey to learn about different culture, how people work here in the education system, different, totally different with Asian Asian education system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's my learning journey. <laughs> Nigel, you touched on the um, election in, in China and speaking mm. about that, mm. and obviously given the the recent changes, I just wanted to ask mm. how you think the Labour have said that they plan to reduce student visas by up to twenty to thirty thousand visas, um, mm. and the New Zealand international education industry supports thirty two thousand jobs in the country. Mm. So, just interested to know your viewpoint on how you think things might change in the yeah. near future. Yeah, I, th- I think um, obviously the 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 the, the, the Clarity on exactly what is going to happen is still coming through at this stage. But uh, as as somebody that is responsible for the recruitment of international students to the university, uh, I am somewhat concerned about that. Uh, as I've said before, the contribution of international students financially to the university is significant. Um, and if there are uh, challenges in terms of the number of students we can recruit or the number of visas that are available, I think we might be facing uh, a reduction potentially uh, in international students, back both at the university and across the country. Whether or not that's going to affect uh, certain more particular uh, parts of the international education industry, um, some others, I don't know. I mean, will it be more impactful on uh, PTEs uh, or less on universities? I certainly hope so. Um, we'll, we'll wait to see. But it's probably not a very good sign. Um, and certainly from my position, I would like us to be able to recruit uh, more uh, international students, C- clearly good quality, uh, a- academically uh, a good, strong students uh, that will contribute to um, New Zealand education um, as well as the economy. So as we're recording this podcast, how that's going to play out remains to be seen, but certainly for from the university point of view, from AUT point of view, there are a lot of international students. I believe there are around 4,000. And also, I understand quite a lot of PhD students, so real high quality people like Quinn, yeah. who, who uh, are making a big difference for us. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you think um, there's a, a reputational issue for New Zealand as well, if we, if we don't get that mix right? Yeah, I, th- I think there will be uh, some concern in some of our key markets um, about the extent to which uh, we're being a welcoming of international students. Um, you know, limiting may not be a good message, um, so we ha- we're obviously going to have to work that through. I mean, we will still be recruiting international students. Um, I think we will be still recruiting good, high-quality international students, uh, but maybe the, the, the volume might be limited uh, by this visa control. So we still have to wait and see how this will pan out. Hey guys, stand in the street. I'm talking to people today about international students. What do you think international students bring to New Zealand? So international students have a different perspective of looking things and they come from a different culture, which means they bring that diverse knowledge um, and different set of skills as well. We get to understand the cultural perspective that they bring. A fresh perspective of the world that you, you can't really get from just hanging out with the same circle of people whereas if you meet international students they always bring something new you always learn something new about them and that's what makes it super duper exciting to meet 
international students or international people in general? They pretty much bring the multicultural into New Zealand. Eh? You like learn off them or you can like learn off their languages and you can, you know, you might, know, you might become bilingual. Eh? You know, you can like learn off them and they learn off you. They might um, expand or explore areas that we might not initially or instinctively think of exploring. The fact that they're international means that they do have to pay international fees, which is um, nearly four times more than domestic fees. Some of them are pretty rich, so they can actually afford to open up their businesses here as well. They pretty much bring the mega bucks to New Zealand economy. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we've talked about, the obvious um, benefits to, to students here at the university, the international students who, who come here, and domestic students, but there are lots of other knock-on effects in the communities. Um, I wondered if you've got any views on that. When you talked about your your colleague who you've given some business advice to, what other parts of the community do you think can benefit from having um, international students here? I see a lot, actually, um, my case. When, when I'm studying here, I need to consume a lot of food <laughs> accommodation, yeah. yes. actually. So... I think it's quite uh, really good for Kiwi business to increase GDP, New Zealand GDP that I consume in New Zealand country. And actually, I travel a lot. New Zealand is a kind of beautiful, peaceful, natural country for traveling. And when I'm traveling, I post it on Facebook. And you know that it's kind of a trustworthy source of information versus other tons of advertising that New Zealand pushed in other markets to call for tourism. Yes. So I think it's kind of a trustworthy source of information. For example, in my case, I have 800 friends on Facebook. Let's think about international students come here to study, combine with traveling, and it's kind of a really trustworthy source of information for for people to travel here. So travel yeah, tourism yeah. ambassadors and, and influencers. Yeah, that's yes. right. Testimonial. Excellent. <laughs> um, another thing is um, I'm kind of thinking about intangible value. Uh, so uh, besides of the financial thing, we can think about intangible value like uh, my husband used to study here 11 years ago. And when it comes to New Zealand, it's kind of a love about a country and when he come back to Vietnam he want to work for Fonterra Fonterra Vietnam he, he, mm. he worked there and he want to contribute for Kiwi businesses because he said oh it's kind of a, a love intangible love mm. and his support for a New Zealand product is kind of an origin yes. <laughs> that is come is really intangible values so it's a network that starts being created, and you must see that, Nigel, in, in your travels and meeting people. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I travel, uh, very frequently the first thing that people say when uh, you say you're from New Zealand, ah, New Zealand's on my bucket list. I want to visit New Zealand. Uh, so New Zealand has a great profile and a great brand internationally, and I think that's in part a result uh, of international students going back to their home countries. Um, so we shouldn't underestimate that uh, that free marketing that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember the Colombo plan um, when uh, people came and studied in uh, New Zealand uh, from Asia. Those people are so loyal uh, to to New Zealand, and it's the same now with international students. Um, they're they're so loyal to both the university AUT, um, but also at New Zealand, um, and they're great advocates. 
uh, and I guess, as you just said, the um, the economic business benefits shouldn't be underestimated. And and I think the point about the the economic multiplier shouldn't be under, uh, underestimated either. Okay, uh, universities um, are big businesses, but the fact that we have uh, several thousand students uh, in New Zealand, all living, uh, as you said, eating, um, travelling, spending money, uh, has a, a significant contribution uh, to the local economy. And I always say um, international education is a pretty clean business. If you're looking at the different types of industrial activity, um, education is pretty clean. It's not factories. Um, it's not polluting the environment. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff that I think comes out of international education. Yeah, I guess a lot of our international students live in the inner city as mm. well, so it's limited, uh, you know, they're green travel, etc. The other thing that popped up is um, this idea of um, homestays. I understand that a lot of homestays um, um, host students. So I guess there are benefits for those families as well, other than financial. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, in terms of um, cultural and social understanding, mm-hmm. uh, it helps enormously uh, for people in New Zealand to meet people from other countries. Um, it helps understanding of those mm-hmm. people, um, and it's great to see different, as I said, perspectives on the world. Um, people from Vietnam, uh, people from Indonesia. Um, I, I must say, I always find them great fun, very pleasant, very relaxed. Um, Indonesians, in particular, are very relaxed. Um, they like a laugh. They like to joke. They like to play. Um, and those are great things for people to understand um, cultures that perhaps we're not familiar and should be uh, more familiar for us. And homestays are often families with young children, so mm-hmm. it's great for the young children to get that opportunity to meet. Yeah. other international students and meet different students from different yeah. countries each year. And maybe pick up some language. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we're not very good at languages in New Zealand. I'm English, so I'm even the worst in terms of picking up language. Uh, you could imagine that engagement with international students might enable just pick up some words, maybe pick up some enthusiasm for a language, and then study uh, maybe at school and at university. Um, there's very little uh, teaching of Southeast Asia Asian languages in, in New Zealand at the moment. Um, we at AUT uh, uh, have just started to teach Bahasa Indonesia. Yes. I think it's the, the, the we will be the only university that's teaching Bahasa Indonesia uh, in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Vietnamese, maybe we should be teaching Vietnamese. Xin <laughs> 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 chào. <laughs> We've certainly had um, a previous um, podcast talking about that whole mm. um, multilingual area and the fact that New Zealand's now starting to consider that to be more and more important, but we're limited as a prim- predominantly English-speaking country mm. and that we need more and more formal and, of course, informal ways of, of getting people across that line. Absolutely. So I guess it's happening every day on the university campus. Mm. And I think it's in, uh, f- f- to make a change in that, I think we need to do it in a kind of softer, gentler way. Get some enthusiasm for language and culture, rather than just doing it in school. I remember being taught languages at school, and it was just so abstract. I didn't un- try to understand French. Um, I couldn't understand what the value of it was. My teacher started talking about first person, second person, and third person. And at 11, I thought, who are these people? You know, I just didn't understand what was going on. Whereas if I'd learned a bit of French at home, you know, understood a little bit, got a bit of enthusiasm, realised I could pick up a few words, pick up a few sentences, you know, you get that enthusiasm, I think. And that's probably the way forward. Yeah. And 
practice with the, an international student, I yeah, guess. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and what about the business links? So, um, great example from you, Quinn, about helping um, the, the guy from Hurley. Um, how else does that play out? What sort of business network links happen as a result of, of international students, either of you? Mm. I would say that there are enormous opportunities for New Zealand. Um, there is, of course, Kia, Kiwi expats abroad, um, and m- most of our students could um, be, be associates um, of that organisation. Um, and if you think that all, most of our international students will go back to their home country, uh, they are fans of New Zealand, they are advocates of New Zealand, um, they could be a network that could support business from New Zealand seeking to enter new markets. And certainly at AUT, we have looked at how we might facilitate that uh, with Kia. So you know, a business uh, in New Zealand that wants to move into Vietnam, for example, we have hundreds or thousands of graduates in Vietnam you know any of those could help those businesses you know they are culturally aware they have the language they know how business is done in Vietnam mm-hmm. uh, that would be an enormous asset to any New Zealand business seeking to enter that market and you know we, we probably have students in pretty much every country of the world so that is a very powerful network I think so embracing that international alumni Absolutely. Group and, Absolutely. And seeing, yeah, make yeah. them available. Mm. My opinion is that uh, New Zealand is quite a really small market. Mm. Actually, we have only 4.6 million people. Yeah. It's quite limited for Kiwi business in terms of penetration, consumption. So we need to heavily rely on export the product if we want to grow the business. And especially in the Asian market, we need a relationship yeah. to get into that market. If you know a friend, you will pass by the process, really tons of process in Asian markets. You mm. can pass by the corruption and you immediately go into distribute through the, yeah. the relationship, especially in Chinese market. Yeah. It's a relationship market. Absolutely. So we, maybe the international students have a really future, future startup business in their mm. own country. And if we have friends uh, like international students, we may say hello and, and try to get in that market to yeah. grow the business of yeah. Kiwi. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. The small market, we should be aiming higher. I mean, New Zealand as an export country is yeah. so important, so yeah. it's another opportunity to get that real it's big, fun. big, big market. Yeah. And that, that point about relationships in Asia <laughs> is absolutely critical. And I think many uh, Western companies and New Zealand companies don't quite appreciate that and, and actually at AUT we've been practicing uh, that approach um, we have had a uh, presence in Southeast Asia and, and indeed in China for over 20 years um, and it's only in the last five years we've started to build those relationships but it's very very powerful the fact that AUT has had colleagues working in those countries um, maybe at a low level initially people know that um, and we've taken a very relational approach for the whole of the Southeast, Southeast Asia market and it's certainly bearing fruits now because uh, we're doing a lot of work in Thailand, uh, a lot of work in Indonesia, a lot of work in Vietnam and that has all come through relationship building um, and of course uh, we, doing business we bring um, government officials to AUT for, for training programs 
uh, they have become uh, they see themselves as alumni even though they've been here for maybe only two or three weeks mm -hmm. very very loyal and they're now friends uh, of AUT in fact the um, the party chairman for Ho Chi Minh City uh, is an, uh, an AUT alumnus oh, really? um, the party chairman for Gaomao province in the south is an, an AUT alumnus um, so we have these, these relationships that we've built um, over many years um, and it's really the only way to do business um, in, in Asia. Um. John, I'd love to end by asking you um, to put your student hat on. So yes. as a domestic student, although yes. from somewhere else, um, what's it, what are the benefits you see in a class environment, in a learning environment from having international students? Lots. Um, I first started to say that I initially started studying as an international student mm. from Scotland. Um, and since achieving permanent residency, I've recently changed to a domestic student, so I have both perspectives. Um, as a domestic student, I think there's many benefits to having international students in the classroom. The range of conversation and the diversity of the conversation is, is much better. So we have um, classmates from Saudi Arabia, China, Vietnam, India, just to name a few. Um, and the conversations we have are much broader, and I, I learn a lot from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also I can impart a Scottish perspective. <laughs> <laughs> More diversity. <laughs> yes. So, thank you. I think we can say that um, in answer to the question, does New Zealand uh, need international students, the answer is a, a resounding yes. Mm. yes. yes. And um, really great to get everyone's perspectives mm. today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you've gained a new perspective on international students. If you have any questions you're afraid to ask, please send them to us using the hashtag AskAUT. You can reach AUT on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat and all the other social platforms. If you like this podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes and tell all your friends. Thanks for listening. What's your record for consecutive questions asked? You What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Why?